What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. Fifth episode of the Shattered Order podcast. I'm your host, who's now actually on the screen. Good night, Punk. And with me, as always, is my good friend Wink. What's up, Wink? I'm hiding through my beer, apparently. <laughs> yeah, the it's a green bottle, right? Yes. So, yeah, drinking some Dosakis, and that works really well with the green screen, apparently. Yeah, so you can read your shirt through your bottle. That's that's good times. Very nice, very nice, very very nice. Cool. All right, so so what did you want to start with? Well, I decided to spare you the Green Bay Packers Thursday night game, so we won't talk about that. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, okay, let, let me just go. rant okay. about the officiating. What the hell is the <laughs> point of being able to review passing interference if you don't <laughs> over overturn obvious passing interference? And I'm not saying this just as a homer. Granted, that was P.I. on the final pick. Should have been reviewed. Yes, that was P.I. on uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And also, uh, there was actually P.I., on the Packers against the freaking Eagles that also should have been overturned. The officiating in the NFL is truly, truly terrible. Um, the guy in the beginning who basically uh, took the shot on Williams probably should have been ejected. Like the whole game was a cluster F of officiating and the NFL kind of sucks with officiating. It's, it's very frustrating. <laughs> I completely agree. I it's funny because they had introduced that PI being able to challenge PI and every challenge I've seen so far failed. Most so it's of like them, yeah. It's, it's like they're trying to get people to not do it as often. I don't know. Yeah. Cuz some of them are like, uh, you know. Yeah. I don't know. And no, I'm not blaming the refs because I Sorry, big deal. I'm complaining about refing on both sides of that equation, just to be clear. <laughs> Overall. Yes, it's just, it's it's terrible. But, um, oh, I had something positive I wanted. To, oh, so if you are in a fantasy football, like, dynasty league, I highly suggest picking up Alan Lazard. Huge fan. 
like I drafted that dude when he was a rookie in my dynasty league. Got him on my team again because if Devontae Adams is going to be out very long, I think there's some serious potential there. Just there's your fantasy football advice for the week. Big, big tips. Yeah, big, big tips. tips. <laughs> hey, um, so this is really cool. We kind of hinted at that last week, but our friends over at Blue Designs, they, they released this pretty incredible microphone, the uh, the Yeti X. This thing's pretty badass. Have you got to play with it yet? I have, and if you have seen, where's the where's the camera? If you've seen my Twitter account, I put a little uh, video up about it, trying it out. It's really cool. I love that little LED metering thing. I could have used that the first year of our podcast, where no I was uh, kidding. Where I was uh, using my Yeti still then. That meter is beautiful. Yep. I mean, there's so many good things about the Yeti that I miss using my Spark is that that uh, being able to plug the headphones right into the mic to to listen to your audio live or the uh, yep. mute switch right on the microphone. There's just so many good things about the Yeti. So if it's you are fabulous. interested in the new Yeti, go check out my Twitter at Goodnight Punk. I put a video up there. It's it's pretty cool. So, yeah, the uh, the new uh, Blue Voice app is super awesome. Like. All the LEDs on on the mic, you can change the color of. You can change the EQ to change the sound of it. All inside an app on your computer. Um, it is freaking awesome. Um, they don't have the beta out for Mac yet, so I was trying to do it on a Windows computer, and I was having hell. I hope to figure it out this weekend because I'd like to show up that app because it is super, super awesome. Yeah, if you watch that video, I put there's an AM radio filter at the end, and I tried to make up Star Wars baseball team names, and it didn't go over very well. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, yeah. Thing on your feet's not exactly your your top skill, but that's all right. Um, So the other thing we gave away, well, uh, first, why um, I sit during the podcast? Smart. Uh, We don't have a a code for Blue Designs currently at the moment. We'll keep you guys updated on that. But, of course, if you want to get a Yeti X, go over to uh, GoBlueDesigns.com and you should be able to find a link on how to order those. They're changing some things on the site, but um, things should be back to normal here before too long. Um, All right, so giveaways. We did some giveaways not too long ago. Uh, If you're one of those people, make sure you message me. So I can get your information and get those to you. And very importantly, the order. The order. Uh, we have a lot of spots available. Uh, I mean, a ton of our guilds have various spots. I mean, from low GP to high GP. Uh, we got a lot of spots we need to get filled. So if I mean, if you're somebody that enjoys the show and you're that into Swaga... Definitely, definitely do that. Um, what is the Discord channel where people can go to find themselves a guild? Yeah, so if you're interested in joining the order, go check out uh, discord.me slash join the order. You go there, you click on the web, the button, it'll take you right to where we have tons of people ready to talk to you about the many different guilds we have and the different GP ranges and every all that stuff, so... If you're looking for a place that's focused on all the new content, T-dubs and uh, light side, or territory battles in general, that's the place to go. Heck yeah. All right. No doubt. 
Um, so we, um, I guess we could save it for this weekend. Swaga. We, we have some, I was going to do some gameplay and sh show a few things, but I think first you wanted to give me hell about some such nonsense. Oh, don't you know it? So here we are. Oh, I got stuff on the screen that I don't want on there. All right, hold on. Let's get rid of that and bring this up. Okay. All right. So this week we have Wink tries to pronounce things once again. And this week I decided to go with some alien species. So uh, we're going to have Wink try to pronounce some of the alien species of Star Wars and see how well he does. So wonderful. This should be fun. <laughs> It's, it's always fun for me. I just, I know that much. All right. You ready for his first one? I'm ready. Let's do it. Utapon. <laughs> it took you a lot while. Were you really ready for that one? No, I wasn't. Because I knew how I was going to say and that changed it just a little bit. Not to oh. think about it. Yeah. All right. Utapon. Skinny near human native to the planet Utapau. Utapau? It's a pow. Mm. Dude, this isn't Dan tries to pronounce that. Oh, right? gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the next one is Shestevanen. Shestevanen? Sh yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's pretty good. I think I got that one. Those those guys are those guys are cool. Uh, those guys are cool because they look like uh, werewolves. Ah, fancy. They got big red eyes. They got glowing red eyes or glowing yellow eyes. They're really, really cool. Species of fur-covered bipeds with wolf-like faces, clawed paws, and glowing yellow or red eyes. Those guys are cool. Very cool. All right. The, and next the first guys are the... I'm trying to remember. Oh, so... I mean, I can't really... Yeah, let's just keep going and then we'll come back. Yeah, I was going to try um, to show you, but... It's on my phone. <laughs> uh, the next one is Crowloot. Crowloot. All right. Crowloot are hulking aquatic species from the planet Krull. Ooh. Or Krull. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Um, Grokuls. Ooh, that was smooth. That one rolled right off the tongue. Yeah, it kind of did. <laughs> A strong warrior species of cool. Known for their hard rock textured skin. Okay. Uh, the last I, one is so, Lakaru. Lakaru. I d think you definitely said that one wrong. Because I'm pretty sure that's an I. Where? At the beginning. Oh, is why it? Would we start, why would we start with oh, a lowercase L at the beginning? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, let let me redo that then. All right, I'll let you redo that one. Lakaru. <laughs> You're just gonna stick with it, okay? Uh, as Wink would say, Lakaru were a sentient species native to the planet Lakur. Lakar. I'm pretty sure. Oh, sorry. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, so you went. Pretty, I want to be from the planet Lakur. You, you went cool. pretty basic bitch on all these descriptions, which <laughs> I totally did. Which is making this a little bit more difficult, but <laughs> I feel like you just kind of thought the name Grow Cool would be cool. 
And so I, that is my guess. That is the correct one. Yes. So good call. Grow cool. Grow cools are not Star Wars species. There are no. no I mean, if there are hard rock textured skinned aliens in Star Wars, it's not grow cools. So, uh, and f- fun fact, uh, crow, uh, Lakarus, as you like to call them. Okay. That's what that's what Bastan is. Ah, okay. Uh, and crow loots. That's what Unkar Plut is from uh, Force Awakens. Very nice. Look, look at you, like tying this in. I like it. I know. I didn't tell you that before because then it would prove that they were real. Yes, exactly. That's fair. There you go. But it didn't matter. I saw through your lies. <laughs> Still saw through my fake Star Wars alien race. So there you go. All right, you ready for this next thing? I'm ready. Let's do it. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? All right, can we get my screen up on here? Or is it already up? We can. All right, give me a second. And this was a fabulous week in Swoga. Um, so we have figured out a way to screen share. So if you're on the live stream... You will get to see what I am. I'm going to be showing you what I actually did in in Swaga, showing you any modding changes, all that sort of stuff. You're actually going to be able to see on live stream now, which I think is super cool. Um, You got that up? Everybody seeing it? Heck yeah. It is working. All right. And it's not fuzzy and blurry like it was last week. Wow. This is awesome. All right. Cool. Upgrade. (laughs) So, uh, one of the things I did. I'm going here and sort by gear tier. Just a few of the things I did. I uh, I took fives to gear 13, threw some relics on him. I gave him his tactical awareness zeta. I think I've talked about that already. But um, he is relic level 2. And I'll go through and show you guys his mods. Um, I went entirely with health set bonuses. Um I kind of thought that it was, uh, I kind of thought it was important to make sure that I stay using set bonuses that can be shared. Originally, when I modded him, I set him up with offense, but I didn't find that the offense gains were enough uh, that, you know, um, it, it was worth giving up the health set. So uh, I ended up going back to the health sets. And I have three protection primaries. One thing you will notice is look at the protection percent secondaries on these other three mods. That one is 7.72. Uh, that is just sexy. Um, and then this mod has 5.63%. And so that was one thing that I really focused on, was try and find secondary stats that do share four fives. Um, primarily protection, obviously. And... I looked for a little bit of health, a little bit of offense. Uh, like I said, all these shareable stats. I wasn't wasn't really worried that much about speed because once you get once he shares his speed, he's sharing so much that you know ten speed. I just didn't think it was worth it. I think I'd rather have some of these additional stats. If I go look at his total numbers, he's at fifty nine thousand seven hundred health, one hundred one thousand protection, two hundred speed. 
He still has over 4,000 damage. And, you know, those are all stats he's going to be sharing with people whenever he dies. But he's also still very survivable, so he can still tank up and everything. Um, I and, obviously need to remod mine a little bit. Uh, I don't think I've remod him since he was in my arena team in, like, year one. Because he's got two... He's got two... Uh, crit chance sets on him to go with a health set. Yeah. Nice. So he is not optimally modded right now. Um, one thing um, I will say, if, if you don't have tactical awareness data or if you're not planning on fives dying, uh, going a little bit heavier defense. Well, that's the thing, right? Fives doesn't have to die. Exactly. So you can have it as much. But the other part to it, this is a part with that Zeta that confuses me and it makes it a little weird. He taunts so much yes. that taking down any of the others is going to be hard until unless you're doing it with AoEs or dispels of that taunt. Yes. It's just Yep. So That's you're true. you're getting you're it, getting definitely getting punished for taking off that taunt. And going after someone else. It also depends on how you have the entire team modded as well. Um, y- you know, m- the rest of my clones aren't great. So, um, like Echo, for example, he's gear 11. So, he's usually my one that dies early. Rex is a little squishy. He's gear 12. Um, but this guy just, he does a really good job it's- at... Uh, I've been using this team to take down Grievous. Like, I'll use Rex lead with Echo, Fives, Wampa, and, uh, like, Stormtrooper Han. I think I'm going to try it with Hermit Yoda next time. But it's it does an awesome job at taking out Joe Grievous teams because of Rex's nuke ability. And, like I said, Echo will die, so Fives will be gone. And then I have all of these stats here, all this health, all this protection that just gets transferred over to them, and then they become super tanky and very difficult to kill. It is awesome. I'm a little offended that we're at the point where you can say he's only gear 12, so he's a little squishy. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, comparatively, Rex is squishy. Right, of course. And he would be squishy anyway, but it's just funny to hear... He's only gear 12, so he's a little squishy. Yeah, no, that's that's like, fair. That is fair. Um, rest in peace, gear 10 squad. So I did a few... You are nothing. I did a few other various uh, relic upgrades. One of the things I did was crew. He single-handedly won me a grand arena. Um, I, I want... I screwed oh, up man. on a team, and my opponent was unable to take out my crew in one battle. Um, I'll show you his stats. He's 89,000 health and go to his armor, 61% armor, and he's still 220 speed. I mean, he is just a total hoss. Um, I took him up to relic level three, um, you know, just as as a reward for helping me win that grand arena. That was nice. Do you have, you don't have Bosk at gear 13 yet, right? I do not, no. I want to tell a story, okay? Okay. I full gear 12. I don't have any gear 13s on my alt, but full gear 12 Sith Empire team. I was we were on the last characters area of a territory war and there was a gear 5 Bosk or sorry, relic 5 Bosk 
with everyone else gear 12 of a bounty hunter team. So it was Bosk, Django, Boba Fett, uh, Greedo, and Dengar. That was the team. Okay. Not knowing, because my plan on my alt is to get, uh, was to get Bosk at gear 13 first on that account because all my bounty hunters are gear 12 on that account okay. so i'm like i want to work on my bounty hunters so i'm like all right i'm gonna fight that team but i don't know what to expect so i'm just gonna take my sith empire because this is the last character area of the territory wars and it's use them or lose them so i took in sith empire against that boss team and i don't know if it was just because sith empire wasn't a good fit as a counter to that team or what but if i hadn't took it if i had taken anyone else in against that boss team i would have lost that all everyone on that team including i have a gear 12 sith marauder i use on my alt instead of sith trooper okay and every one of them were not making dents with every hit they would hit him and he would still be full health yeah i cannot remember what i did what i did to get him to the point where i could kill him but if I had used any other team, I would have lost. That those bounty hunter teams are they can be pretty good. Bosk with relics, yep. ridiculous. Like crazy. So from my own experience saying it to you guys, if you were thinking about Bosk, I from experience know that he is just tanky as hell and a beast. I I'll talk <clears throat> I'll talk about um uh, bounty hunters here in a second because uh, I totally agree but um, my mother Talzin I remodded recently and I took her to relic level 4 uh, I she does admittedly she has some pretty good mods alright uh, like I'm not gonna lie but look at this crit chance I got that mod this week 8.66% crit chance um like, she has some pretty insane crit chance. And, of course, at this relic level... Th this was something interesting that I kind of started digging into and found out. Um, I was looking at her at relic level 1 and relic level 7. I'm kind of going off memory on some of this. But I wanted to see how valuable crit chance... 1% crit chance was on Mother Talzin. See what it would do to her average damage per attack. And... Here's what I found out. Using an offense set with a crit damage primary, which is how I generally suggest people mod Mother Talzin. Uh, that's all I'm going to talk about is that setup. But 1% of crit chance at Relic Level 1 was equal to about 83 additional secondary offense and equal to 1.47% secondary offense. And the thing you may notice about that is to get 83 additional secondary offense, that is a, that's two to three procs on that secondary offense hitting. Um, the 1.47%, you can get to, you know, half a percent of offense on one proc. And then once you slice it up, that's not that uncommon. But 1% crit chance, that's not exactly crazy. I mean, that's pretty reasonable i mean i've seen mods that have you know over two percent crit chance you know on just one single proc and so 
that makes that crit chance pretty valuable. Now, whenever we went up to relic level seven on Mother Talzin, the 1% crit chance was still equal to the 1.47% secondary offense. So those two are kind of linked and because it's based on percentage of the base offense, of course. But that 1% crit chance was then equal to, I believe, like 120 secondary offense. So basically what I'm saying here is the higher you go up in these relic levels, um, your secondary offense, the flat numbers, become less and less and less valuable the higher you get that base that base number. Did I explain that very well? I think if I were uh, completely paying attention, I would say yes. Okay. And the parts that I did here did make sense. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, so <laughs> anyway, uh, so my mother tells him, uh, I, I kind of want to brag on her a little bit. She's awesome. She's 190 speed, but and you said you're relic seven on her. No, she is relic four. I kind of okay. want to keep taking her up, but she's at 11,000 special damage with 60.84% crit chance. And Jeez. Uh, oh, good Lord. She hits like a freight train on that AOE. It is, it's pretty nasty. And the cool thing about her is, you know, that she gains turn meter whenever anyone falls below half health. So her AOE being that nasty, she can, th there's a chance that she can go twice in a row. Um, Especially on a low health team. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty awesome stuff. So, um, let's see. Other things I kind of want to discuss. Not really. My Jedi Knight Anakin's Relic Level 6. It's, it's pretty awesome. Um, my Arena team, though. Uh, how, how about I do Arena Battle real quick? Um, what... Which which uh, which team should I battle? Oh, there's a Relic Level 7 Malak. How about we do that? Do it. All right. So this is the team that I've been running. Padme, Jedi Knight, Anakin, R2, General Kenobi, and C-3PO. I actually put this team in, uh, you know, the last podcast because we skipped last week. Sorry about that, guys. But I put this team in after I took uh, R2 to gear level 13 and... I mean, it is, it's just flat out nasty. Um, R2 is so much better than uh, what's her face that I was using. Um, oh, God. What is her name? Uh, Ahsoka Tano. Uh, R2 just takes this team to another level. All the stat sharing, all the additional health, all of, I mean, just basically everything that he adds the stealth, the advantage. Um, it is absolutely fabulous. I am super impressed with um, with this team so far. Um, you know, so if you're running this team, I definitely suggest, you know, putting in um, R2-D2 instead of uh, Ahsoka because he does. He just, he adds so much more to this team than she ever did. And look at those stacks of courage. I mean, R2... Uh, R2 and Padme both had over 30 stacks of courage. It's just, it, it's crazy talk. You know what I mean? No doubt. That, 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 just watching this battle is, makes me feel bad about my arena team. 
it's this is one of the most fun teams I have used in a very long time. And the other good yeah, thing good. is R2D2 has that uh the stun on basic which really really helps take out uh Malak. It is it's great. Um I I've even had some people say that, you know, it's kind of frustrating to deal with on defense because of that. Um and not to mention, you know, the foresight and just everything that this adds. It it is. It's great. Uh, it holds really well. I haven't, you know, with uh, Ahsoka, I was dropping into the 50s. And, you know, with this team, I don't think I've, I don't even think I've dropped into the 30s. I usually stay above 20. Uh, it's been absolutely awesome. I'm a huge fan of it. Super reliable. I never lose an arena. Um, it is, it's great. I lose GK on occasion, but that's it. It is absolutely awesome. And that was a relic level seven Malik. Um, let's see that Malik was, I mean, those are pretty good numbers and I had absolutely zero trouble beating it. I was never in a spot where I was worried about losing or anything. Uh, Mm -hmm. 77,000 health, 139,000 protection, 320 speed and no trouble. Um, it is. It's. Uh, I absolutely love this team. Um, I think R2 is definitely the best fifth. Uh, I was, you know, most of the last week I was autoing people, but it's kind of got to the point where it's a little bit more difficult just because people do have higher relic levels. I still can do it sometimes, but it's not foolproof, but it is unbelievably fun. I totally love this team. I don't regret taking R2 to gear 13 at all. Um I mean, just so much fun. So, so much fun. Um, well, I guess I might as well talk about this. Uh, let me get a drink first. <laughs> Lost the Tesh again. So I told you about the uh, the wager that we had, and it was make it to Kyber. He made it to Kyber by just a couple hundred. Like, he barely squeezed in there. I was a little bit further behind. Um there were a couple battles I lost that I probably shouldn't have, and I wasn't paying as much attention as I should have. So that was just disappointing. But the guy you see on your screen right now, Bubba Fett, he's going to be going to gear 13 here pretty soon because that is my punishment for not getting to Kyber is I have to take Boba Fett to gear 13. Um, I think... How, what a What a painful thing that must be for you considering... The life of this show, he's been one of your favorite characters. He has been. I had no interest in taking him to Relic level 13, but I now have to. But he gained some pretty crazy crit chance, crit damage, uh, and just overall damage. He, he he becomes very dangerous gear 13, so I'm excited to check him out. And then I think whenever I do that, I am also going to do Jenga Fett at Jenga. Did I say Jenga? Jenga. I meant Jenga. Jenga Fett. Um... I was going to do it tonight on the stream, but I mean, I've got all these Chirotechs. If I took these guys gear 13 tonight, I would have nothing in case something comes up this week. I'm going to keep farming. We're going to see what happens next week because I think something's coming. We all think something's coming, but who the hell knows at this point? Um, but I am going to gear 13 them on the stream at some point. And my, I've got enough relic stuff saved up. I will be able to take them to at least Relic level 3. I'm going to try to have enough saved up so that they go to Relic level 4. And um, that that will be um, 
that will be done on live stream at some point. So, um, as pretty much my weekend swaga. What about yours? All right. Well, first off, I want to say, um, shout out to Vague Seven for pointing out that Sith Empire versus Bosk uh, Ferocity is a debuff. So that's what's healing him. That is exactly why he was constantly at full health. Wait, ferocity's on you though. Does it? Oh, it does happen when. I thought it was when only when bounty hunters inflicted debuffs. Is it not? So I was, I was just looking at that, and it says when a debuff is inflicted. I don't think it says when yeah. they inflict it. Whenever an enemy suffers a debuff or resists. So and, literally yeah. one of the few teams that Sith Empire... Sith, I ended up beating it. So Sith Empire, Sith Empire can beat it and can be a counter to it, but that should not have been that close. Yeah. And since that was a Relic 5... Bosk, I am more than sure that is what made that so hard. That makes it's sense. crazy. Uh, I suspect Bosk will probably be gear 13 for me before too long as well. You know, if I'm taking these other guys there, might as well take him as well. Um, so, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, he, that's the plan for my alt account is to have him be the first gear 13 on that account and work on his uh work on his relic cuz I really like my bounty hunters on that account. Yeah. So that's understandable. Especially comparative to my main account which is really really not good for bounty hunters. I think I have 3 at gear 12, Bosk, Boba and Django and then a bunch at gear 11. Nice. But, or Embo is still gear one, level 54 for me. Just not had the time or found the time to gear him up yet. Yeah. So, but he's gear 12 on my alt, and I freaking love him on there. I love that character in the game. He's amazing, which is why it hurts me so bad that he's gear one on my main account, but it's okay. Okay, so let me show you what I did this week, all right? And it pretty much all boils down to 500 first clones. Uh, first thing I did, like, we're calling it this week in Squaga, but it's technically two weeks, so a lot of this was done over two weeks. I yeah, not, that's fine. I would not have been able to do this in two weeks, but in oh, two weeks, I, was, I, I Zated Rex, so now all of my 500 first Zetas are done. I only had to put three on, not the four, because I had I had five Zeta from before the turn meter one. Okay, yeah. For a long time from the heroic AT. So good Zeta. I only had to put three on them and now they're all good to go as far as Zetas go. Because I just really like clones. So Boo. Uh, yeah, I know. I Zeta uh Captain of the Five Hundred First from Rex, because I really like what it does. The when 500 first clone allies reduce their 500 first clone allies reduce their own ability cooldowns by one at the start of each of their turns. That's pretty great. Um, that's I haven't played with them since I've got them to these levels. So I'm just working on them, but I haven't really used them. 
clone final first clone trooper allies that only means fives and echo it doesn't include himself right since he's not his own ally correct okay even still uh that um assist ability from fives huge damage very not a very huge cooldown and being able to reduce his own cooldowns makes that ability available a lot more often and that is good as well as your aoe cleanse from echo lots of good stuff from that so nice not to mention it also lowers the big hit from ahsoka since she is oh no she's not a clone that's a clone right clone trooper allies okay she is 501st though she is and that's why she's sitting there in my oh yeah she's still in my favorites Still working on getting her to gear 12, but I kind of stopped and started working on those five of our first clones. But I also got Echo and Fives to gear 13, and now they're both Relic 2. So I'm working on Relic 3 mats, but I'm not sure which one I want to take first, Fives or Echo. And it's funny because a lot of people have told said to me that Echo is the one that they don't have, or the one that they don't have a gear 13 yet, or they're the lowest geared character. But to me, it seems like... Echo would be one of the better ones besides Fives who shares all the stats to have higher up because of the damage output that he can do constantly. Um, so that's why I chose him as the second one I got to gear 13. Very nice. Because it just seems like he'll be a wrecking ball once he's higher up there. Working on Rex right now, I think he needs... I need some uh, black basketballs and Everybody a whole does. bunch i don't actually not a whole bunch of uh Ky- kairos i'm 98 out of 50 for the two i need yep. for that uh gear 13 finisher but the problem is i only half filled on the data pads for her him so i almost have almost have all the 500 first clones to gear 13 so that's nice. pretty exciting the only problem now becomes this stupid Shakti farm. Where are you at so, on that? Shakti was 34 out of 65 last time we podcasted two weeks okay. ago. She's now at 24 out of 85, which means I was able to get uh, 30, 55. 55 shards? My maths are terrible. I think it's 55 shards in two weeks. I am at 64 out of 85. Yeah, and you've been ahead of me a little bit there. You did you buy the ten dollar pack? I can't remember. No, I did not. Okay, so yeah, you just had much. Have you bought any shards? Like, why are you so far ahead of me? Oh, you know what? I can't think of. There's been a few times where for like so double drops, I stopped farming her. So and did I'm gonna I. Have to use that. Okay, well now now you're not helping me feel better then. That's my goal. I, know I that, don't want to make I know you feel that, better. I know there was a time or a section where about three or four days where I was farming gear 12 stuff with ship energy and then snapped out of it and realized, hey, I'm supposed to be farming Shakti. So there may be four days, but I don't think four days is going to put us that far apart. I don't know. Yeah. You're just, it's super annoying. But yeah, that's where I'm at with Shakti. Uh, most exciting thing for me in the last two weeks was completely maxing out General Grievous. So, show us those stats. All right, so Relic 7, General Grievous, I've got him sitting at 
159,000 health. Damn. And 48,000 protection. I have no speed on him because all of that has gone to getting that health on him. I might remod him a little bit to, it might pull down his health a little bit, but bring up his speed because he's only at 153 speed right now. Okay. But that's because I put all of my highest modded uh, health sets on him. So, uh, what are you doing with him exactly? Like, what's your, you know, what's he being used for? <laughs> well, <coughs> we'll get to that in two seconds. Cool. So he's maxed out. So then I thought, I'm going to try out that hateful 88 team. The okay. one that is IG-88 lead, Probe Droid T3, uh, BB-8, and General Grievous. Uh, I have not remodded the team, so I haven't played with it yet, but I did Zeta, Probe Droid, and T3 this week. Okay. So I have all the Zetas needed for the team. I just need to remod it for speed to make the speed work to do what I need to do to kill Basila first and then kill Malik with his... Uh, with this stuff so yes um yeah so i'm trying to build the hateful 88 team i just need to find the time to, to uh putting it together it. yeah so i have it already i just haven't used it yet but that's the most exciting thing for me uh maxed out general grievous and i don't know if i talked about this last two weeks ago but wampa is now at Relic 2 by not even trying. And holy crap. What's his damage number? I want to compare it to mine. Without really having mods on him for damage, he's at 5,200. My God. That's only only plus 458. I am at 3665. What's your health number? All right, so his health is 40,538 and protection 59,000. Why do you have protection on him and not more health? Uh, good question. I haven't remodded this dude in since I took him out of my arena team and stripped him of mods. Okay. So, I was saying mine just mine has way more health and uh he is amazing with high health. He kicks ass. The yeah, I need to work. I need to work on his mods. I need to work on a lot of mods, but by the time I think about mods, I really don't want to touch mods. Dude, we should do a modding stream. Uh, it would be hours, literally hours long. Now, that's, I wouldn't be opposed fun. to it. I don't know if anyone would watch it, but we could do it. So. Hey, maybe maybe when we're done with the regular show, we can keep streaming, do some remodding. Well, at this point, I need to remod Grievous and give him a little more speed, uh, and then remod. We'll, we'll see how this Wampus. show goes. If there's time after the show, I say we do that. Sounds fun to me. Yeah. But I wanted to say this: that since I've got him at Relic Two, holy smokes, I've used him in a couple of arena t- or not arena teams, Dark Side Terror, G- Dark Side GOTB teams as a fill in fifth when i platooned the fifth member of that team and he's all i think a few more relic tiers and he will be fully back but 
He survived to phase four on almost, or not on almost, phase two and phase three, he survived all the way to phase four, did not get killed despite his lack of synergy, uh, was slapping people around for 50,000 damage, even without getting too ramped up. So I am, Relict Wampa is back for TB, and I am super stoked for that. I mean, he was great in Hoth because they were all rebels, and he has boosted damage against rebels. So when I, the new one came out, I'm like, well, Wampa is taking a back seat. But with some relics on Wampa, he can be a perfect fill-in for Platoon in a team where you've platooned a character, and I'm loving it. Um, <coughs> what What was the entire team comp you were using? What is the entire team comp? So one of the ones I was using him was um, Palpatine, Vader, Thrawn, Shore Trooper, and Wampa. You know what I'd like to see? What would you like to see? Boba lead with Wampa. You could you could just put in some tanky characters, some healers of some sort, and just really do a mashup team. But that Boba lead would be absolutely nasty with that Wampa. That 50% additional crit damage and the 10% crit chance. See, I don't even use Boba in GOTB, so that is actually something I could give an attempt to. So that might be an idea not for tomorrow, because Phase 4 would just wreck this idea in my head by not giving it a fair chance, but maybe the yeah. next uh, TB. I like it. Phase one, I'll go to try. So. Cool. Someone said, what is his relic? I can't see. All right. All right. Let me reload the game because I accidentally logged on my phone. I'll put it up on the screen so you can see it. Uh, well, I might. I think uh, my picture on the screen is actually blocking it. But Wampa's relic is... A Tauntaun feast. So Ooh. that is what that is what his relic is. It, and it's a it's like a hand of a of a rel, of a freaking Tauntaun. That's the picture. Like bone sticking out, a little bit of blood on the end, and then the hand. Nice. That is his, but his relic is a Tauntaun feast. Very nice. Very, very yeah, it's nice. Pretty, it's it is pretty funny. Alright, so there it is on your screen. Tauntaun feast right there oh the bone doesn't stick out i made that up that would have been really cool <laughs> i mean that would have been much cooler i don't understand does wampa like to eat hands like why is that the feast a tauntaun hand well tauntaun feast i think it's his own hand isn't it because he it eats with his hand that that was my assumption <laughs> okay. That would that, make more sense. Since that is that would be his weapon also, which is generally what relics are. Just 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 an idea. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> agree with you there. Um oh I was about to say something. Oh, hey, uh those of you guys watching this or listening to it, let us know what you think about you know, like us actually going through and showing us showing you guys your mods and stuff and if you guys like this sort of thing a lot you know maybe it's something we'll maybe start putting a little bit more focus on and stuff um but i think this is pretty cool uh, uh, i i like i like this direction absolutely 
I uh, agree. All right. So that's pretty much it of what you did in Swaggo, right? That is exactly limits my last two weeks. So there All righty. Strong with us. This update is Young Padawans. Time to talk about relics and a slight change to advantage. Um, <laughs> your, hmm. We'll see how slight it becomes. Uh, yes. So basically, they they rebuilt the way advantage works because previously, if you were to attack a character who had foresight with advantage, bye bye advantage. They made it to where advantage will stick until you land a crit. It will, it absolutely will not go away until you hit a crit, which is not the way it's been. So this is pretty substantial. And as we've noticed, very rarely do they make a mechanic change unless it is for something new. So uh, strap on your boots and get ready to go. Strap on those boots. All right, so I got the. Uh, what is that? Get that out of here. All right, it's gone. I've got the post up on the screen, and we're going to talk a little bit about this. But there are incoming changes to advantage, and I. So before we get into what they are and what it could mean, I want to go against what some people were saying in our Discord, where they were like. Yeah, or it could just be nothing and they're changing advantage. That's not it. In my opinion, they don't seem to change or fix buffs or debuffs that are broken until they absolutely have to if they're not breaking the game. And the advantage wasn't breaking the game before. It wasn't causing such a big disadvantage the way it wasn't working correctly <laughs> Yeah, that uh, they needed to fix it quickly. But now here they are talking about an upcoming change to advantage. The only reason that they would be changing it is if something was going to happen with a group or a person specifically that uses a lot of advantage. So going over what the changes are, upcoming changes to the buff, they want to clarify current inconsistent interactions. And this has always bugged me with these anyway, how advantage can just disappear when you crit nothing. So um, sometimes when you can't crit, advantage is consumed and you don't get any value out of the buff. But in other cases, like crit hit immunity, advantage is not consumed. Here's how advantage currently works. This is current. You have advantage and your opponent has crit hit immunity. Advantage will not be consumed in the attack since you didn't crit. You have advantage and your opponent has foresight. Advantage will be consumed in the attack. Seems inconsistent. You're not critting on either of those, but one takes it and the other doesn't. Yep. Next up, you have advantage and your opponent has both crit hit immunity and foresight. Well, advantage will be consumed in the attack. I always assumed it would because you still have foresight. So foresight's the one that's probably going to overwrite the other one. Take it anyway. But that's the way it is right now. To address the erratic behavior, they are changing advantage to no longer be consumed when the attack is dodged in the next content release. This means advantage will not be consumed unless you actually land, important word there, land a critical hit. Okay. 
Do note that advantage can still be dispelled and will still expire at the end of the buff duration like normal. So if they have crit hit immunity or foresight for long enough on a character that you have to attack or you're going to attack, you will lose that crit hit immunity. It will just disappear because the buff wore off. So, yeah, that's pretty much what they're changing for advantage, making sure that it, you only lose it if you use it. Yes. So one <laughs> thing that kind of backs up your point is you have First Order that is very crit and advantage-based. Actually, First Order and Resistance both are very crit-heavy-based teams, but Resistance has a lot of foresight. Um, RJT gets it a lot. BB-8 gets it a lot. R2-D2 gets it a lot. It's a very common buff, not to mention uh, RJT gets evasion as part of her mastery stat with relics. There's a lot of that. And um, uh, so this could be tying in with that. However, I see this... I see this as just an opportune time because I, I, I think a crit-based team is what's going to remove Malik from the meta. What do you think? Um, so I want to talk about the prevailing theory about this change and then talk about my theory. And I want to hear your thoughts on it. I posted it in the Discord this week when this happened and it came out. But I want to know what you think of the idea and just kind of put it out there to everyone on the podcast. And uh, once people start listening, coming back to the Discord and telling me what they think about this idea. But okay. the prevailing thought right now is that uh, a character is going to come that is going to possibly be General Anakin or someone like that that goes with the clone teams that are missing key buffs that they can get though their kit says when they have those buffs that they do special things so <clears throat> the idea is that this character is going to come around with some kind of advantage uh kit that's also going to add other buffs that works well with clones okay so and they think that this change is going to happen as that comes out to make sure that that character works the way they want it to to shift the meta that all makes sense, right? Yes. Here was my thought on this, and it might be way too early for this, but I think this would be much cooler as far as overall gameplay goes, not so much breaking the meta that is there now. But what if this was being done as more of a detriment than a helpful thing? Now stick with me with this. Okay. What? How do? How do resistance teams gain turn meter under Je Jedi training ray? By landing crits. Crits or landing exposes. Well, crits to get the exposes. Yes. So, right. All right. So they do that that way, and it's pretty. It just all depends on your crit crit rate and how you do that, and so it's it is. You have to manipulate it a certain way to get the team to work correctly. What if they were introducing a first order character or a legendary in the next couple months uh, that 
the leader ability puts them on par with the resistance in a way that every time a first order character gained advantage, which they do a lot already, that they would gain a certain amount of turn meter. Now, the way that this would be a detriment, where the way the new the thing works is that there are a lot of uh, teams out there that get a lot of crit hit immunity. There are a lot of teams out there that get a lot of foresight. If you're not able to crit, you keep the advantage on your character for longer, thus not being able to gain advantage and not being able to gain turn meter under a character that said, hey, here's turn meter every time you gain advantage. So if you were to... So if they were to introduce a first order leader like, say, Hux, that put them on par with resistance for turn meter based on advantage, this change would make it so that it was harder to get advantage every single turn that they went as opposed to every single turn because even if you hit a guy with foresight, it's going to disappear and you'll be able to get it again. Are you with me? Am I? Are you catching I, what I'm throwing here? I think here? I'm with you. I think I'm with you. So this would be a, more of a detrimental change to that team, and they would make it more niche because now you'd want to take this new first order team against certain teams where you knew they weren't going to have foresight or they weren't going to have crit hit immunity, and it would give them a very niche counter in territory wars and grand arena because they would want to go against teams that weren't so focused on crit hit immunity and, and uh, foresight as to some of those other teams out there. Huh. So I don't know. I don't know if that's... And the thing about it is they could still do that and still do the meta character. Like, either one of those could still happen at the same time or in the same boat, or it could just be the meta character without this, but I really think it would be cool for a First Order team if that were the case. I don't know. What do you guys think? Very interesting. Um... I don't think that's what it is, but hi, I, I, it's it's a far out out there thing. But the thing is, we're almost to October, and that puts us well within the range of starting to hype up for the new movie. Because I don't think we're going to get Mandalorian stuff this year. I think that show will have to be out a year before they start hyping it. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Why would they want to hurt the first order, though? I'm not saying they would want to hurt the first order. Because if you look in the game, there's eight of them. So they add, all they got to do is add two more characters, and now you got two teams. So it might be a character where it's not a leader ability, and it's a unique, because obviously under Phasma lead, which doesn't get used at all, really, uh, there's a lot of advantage going around, and that character added under phasma could use your leftovers to make a really good synergy team so i don't think it would really hurt them interesting well <coughs> time will tell we will see um i i think the clone reworks with the crit damage up thing on echoes basic that has no synergy with anyone currently in the game and the fact that advantage is directly tied to crit damage and critical hits and all that sort of stuff I strongly suspect that's um, that was the reason they did it, but we will see. Um, uh, so there's a question you put in here: is how are rel how are your relics coming along, and how are they affecting the way you play the game and the way you plan stuff? 
Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I can tell you this, that I literally stopped worrying about lower geared characters and started, this is completely opposite of when like gear 13 dropped and gear 12 dropped for me, because back then when gear 12 dropped, I continued to work on all my characters to get them to gear 11 and disregarded gear 12 for probably two months. I wasn't too worried about it. Trying to get more teams together overall. Uh, same with gear 13. I wasn't worried about getting characters to gear 13, more about getting character teams to gear 12 Agreed. to have a full, more fully maxed out squads as opposed to just one character. But that I'm at the point now where I'm thinking, I'm only thinking about the squads I have built right now and how to make them better yep. by getting certain characters in those teams to gear 13 and start relicking them. So, for example, like I said, I got Echo 5s and almost Rex to gear 13 now because I know that once I finish Shakti's farming, I'm going to build that team, and I feel like Lightside GOTB is going to be perfect for that and that it might end up being something that is meta depending on if a new character comes out. So for sure. Yeah. It's affected me in a way that I'm for the first time, instead of just skipping it for a while, I'm completely focused on gear 13 and, uh, relics. Totally agree. Um, it's about filling out the top of your roster. And for me, it's more about taking up core characters that, um, you know, characters that really jump the team up another level. So I did Han because of his ship and because he's freaking ridiculous in Grand Arena. Um, I did three Night Sisters. I've done fives. I've done Joe Grievous. I've done my entire arena team other than C-3PO. Uh, Grandmaster, Yoda, and crew. That, that pretty much sums up all of my Gear 13. And they're all either core very flexible. I mean, Gerald Kenobi can go in so many different teams. Padme, Jedi Knight, Anakin. Like, there's a lot of flexibility on the teams I can build there. My Night Sisters, not so much, but they obviously help a ton in GOTB, and they are not a team you want to screw up again in Grand screw up against in Grand Arena because if you know if something just goes wrong, you're you're toast against an insanely good Night Sister team. So, uh. That's been my logic there. And then I figured fives, what the hell? His his ship's good. Um, I Dude, will it. unlock the negotiator Sunday. Uh, so that factored into that <laughs> sum. I will probably take him up another gear level because um, you know, just ha you know, having his ship is going to change my roster a lot for territory war and maybe even arena. I'm probably gonna switch to that team because it is actually quite good. Yeah, I'm a. That's an interesting thing you you kept mentioning. A it's a kind of a trend in what you've said so far, and uh, that's the next question on here. But we won't skip ahead to it yet. But it's interesting that a lot of the Gear Thirteen people you've talked about, you also mentioned their ships. Yes, because I don't. As far as I know, it. Relics don't affect the ship's stats so much, but they do affect speed, right? Uh, no, they affect all the stats. I can't remember what I was reading. Someone said it was just speed. So if it is all the stats, that's even better. Because I know for a fact my gear 13, Relic 2, 
uh, fives is that AOE on his ship now is just if they have if they're hit with that target lock, it is nasty. Like yeah, seventy thousand a hit on each of them. Nice, it's ridiculous. So, I'm not sure I've used his ship since I took him to gear 13, but I am excited to Sunday. Yeah, for sure. It'll be awesome. Wait, what's Sunday? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Hey, we are uh, 29 minutes away from our unlock of Watt Tambor. I know, right? And it's funny because two weeks ago, we realized that we were just short. And uh, right here on the stream, realized we were just short. Two weeks later, put us right back in the end of phase three. We're going to unlock Watt right here on the show. So that'll be nice. Um, So there's some other characters that I'm dying to take to gear 13. Emperor Palpatine's one. I was looking at his gear 13 or gear 12 finish. I have a weird one. And... Emperor Palpatine, he gains something with that finisher that he doesn't have otherwise, and that is health steal. The only way he can reheal himself is his special ability, or if you're using Shore or something along those lines. But 10% health steal, because of the amount of damage he does, he does so much damage with shock on his basic and the turn meter gain and all that stuff. He has the AoE. He is absolutely a great character to take to gear 13. And part of the reason is because he is a fabulous leader for your territory battles. He is absolutely amazing in Grand Arena. He does a lot of things so freaking well that um, I really, really want to take him to gear 13. I'm kind of itching to plus all the additional health that'll factor into his health bonuses, uh, you know, with stats and everything. Oh, it's tempting. It's so tempting. You know who I've been really thinking about, and it's really funny because he's been gear one on my roster until Dark Side GOTBs. But I am absolutely in love with this character since Dark Side, GOBT, G, Dark Side GOTB came out, and that is uh, Count Dooku. Dude, that's a good one. My, I mine's gear eleven. I want to. I want to take him to gear twelve because I have a Zeta on him. Uh, but I can mm-hmm. imagine him in gear thirteen. Just sounds nasty. Just there, he does so many things that are just perfect. The amount of counters he does that include uh, stuns, all the healing he does because of all the counters. It's just. He's so good, and he can fit in a Sith team, or he can fit in a Separatist team. Like, he's got utility to him because of those two tags, and it's just, I really, really like Dooku since this GOTV came out, and I actually took the time to put things into him. I I totally agree. He's a lot of fun, Um, and he does shock, so he's a... I mean, you can use him as a Separatist, or you can use him with Emperor Palpatine and get even more shock because, you know, Palpatine gains all the turn meter off his shock. Hey, that that's actually a good point. Um, but that's a lot of... He does a lot of debuffs as well, so not even... Yes. If, because I... And you uh, ability a good point, block and, and stun on basic. Because I... When I was talking about Sith, I was meaning more... I've been using him a lot under Treya 
with the, the with the triumvirate. So I always throw Dooku in with the triumvirate in Grand Arena because it's just an extra guy. Uh, I can, I mean, I don't remember why I did it the first time, but I've been doing it since then. He fits really well under them, but you make a good point as well that uh, that I didn't really think about that Palpatine lead is Sith as well. And if you put him under Palpatine, he's got all those debuffs to That'll work well with under him as well. So that adds another team I'm thinking of as well as the separatists. So if you put him under a newt or well, newt is probably the best one for him unless he's the leader, but I don't really think anyone uses his leader anymore. Um, so something I was doing, uh, with Emperor Palpatine, I got four out of four on all the missions except one. And ironically it was my Emperor Palpatine team, which never happens. I always smash for that team, but I was trying a new strategy and it works unbelievably well in phase or waves one through three, but not four. So what I would do with Emperor Palpatine is I would basically shock everybody and flick the debuffs, the typical stuff, but I would get shock on everybody and then just start shocking one character because he's on such a short turn meter then that you can just work your way around dropping everybody's health and then start picking people off. And by doing it that way, you're slowly increasing the turn meter of everyone so that when you move into that next phase, your entire team can be completely loaded up with turn meter. Um, It worked exceptionally well, but I tried to do that same thing in phase four and it just didn't work. I should have just inflicted debuffs and tried to kill somebody and just just use the team like I normally did. But for moving through phases, you know, waves one through three, it does an amazing job just because it stacks up so many debuffs and it allows you to suck all their health down and move into the next phase with basically a hundred percent turn meter on everybody. And it is great. Um, and, like Power Chu mentions in the live chat, Bastille Sean Fallen, I use her with Emperor Palpatine, and I have no issue platooning Darth Revan because Bastille Sean Fallen is just, she's a godsend with Emperor Palpatine. That team becomes ridiculous. Don't read the chat. Um, hey, that's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, <laughs> y- your comment was P4 is the Packers against the Patriots. Uh, last time Packers played the Patriots, Packers won. I was at that game. So, yeah. Hey, guess what? Last time the Lions played the Patriots? They lost. They won. Oh, okay. That was last year. Matt Patricia's first game against his old team. Beat them. Week two of the season. Yes, that you is on the list all, of things I don't care about. You should know all Lions history. Come on. Um, Anyways. I don't like um, cats. So I think we should move to the pole. All right, let's move. Let's get on that pole. <laughs> Since everyone loves a good pole, let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week. All right, so we're going to run through this poll before we get to your Q&A. I'm so excited. I'm going to run around it. You run through it. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, we want to talk about your current level of excitement for the light side Geonosis territory battle. 
this is actually a lot higher than I expected. Uh, there were only a few responses in the one and two range. The highest was five by a long shot. All in all, I would say people are pretty excited. You know, it's funny. Is I, I would actually put a seven on this. I know it's going to suck, but I think it's going to be fun. I'm a six, um, but kind of for the same reason, I like... I have some light side teams that I think are pretty beast, especially my Galactic Republic. My Galactic Republic teams are ridiculous. Uh, obviously, I mean, I use them in Grant or in Arena, so uh, you know, I, I think I'll have a team that can smash through that pretty well because I think you're probably gonna need some relics on there. So uh, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I think if the teams that I've been if five hundred first clones somehow aren't one of the required teams in that TB, since I've been working on them, then I won't be as excited. But I feel like I'm kind of ahead of the curve right now for light side territory battles. So I do feel that's part of the reason I feel good about it. Yeah. Like if you were to have a chance to gear thirteen geos before Geo TB came out. It would be the same type of feeling, right? You're like, 100%. all right, I know these guys are going to be required, and I got them ready to go. You know, imagine beating the Ackley on the first day. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to beat the. Uh... God, now I can't remember the name of that beast. The Rhino. To... Yeah, Taku. Don't it's not Taku. Yeah, what the hell is his name? <laughs> Reek. The Reek. The Reek. Yeah. Oh, that's so... right. Game of Thrones reference. Um, next question. What is your current level of excitement for relics? This is a lot more spread out. Uh, the highest were between three and five. This on, of course, one seven scale. Um, pretty, I mean, kind of equal three and five were kind of equal. Four was just a little bit lower. And then one and two were about equal to one and seven. I mean, it's kind of, it averages out to basically a four level of excitement and I think the only reason that this isn't higher is because you just have to be gear 13. It's that is it's literally like I love relics. They're super fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm going to love them as much when I run out of gear to put into them, which will happen quickly, depending on the amount that we get up to that gear 13 level. But right now, building these te- relics is uh, actually it doesn't feel as tedious as I thought it would, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Getting the signal data isn't that bad. The third one kind of sucks. The drop rate is not as not the same as the first two. Hey, uh, but so bad. our friends over at the uh, HSTR project who do a great job at keeping data rates. So. Uh, the fragmented, this is the basic one, the blue uh, stuff. The average drop rate on this, this was over 500-something attempts, uh, was 138% drop rate. The incomplete, which is the green one, the drop rate on that was 94%. And then the drop rate on the flawed is 66%, which is pretty close to what I was thinking Um uh definitely believe that yeah it's makes sense you know it's it's about basically one and a third on the one a hundred percent on the green and then 67 percent on 
the the blue. I, I kind of think that's what they did, you know. Um, just drop it, you know, drop it by thirds, uh, you know, as you increase there. And, um, you know, uh, I'm totally going to detour a little bit right here. But I want to offer a suggestion on Relic. So they did the math on this as far as Relic levels. And uh, I will... This link will be in the show notes. So, you know, if you're listening to this um, under the... Just under the podcast poll, you will see the link for this, uh, this Reddit post. And... It shows the uh, the crystals spent on refreshing and such to, you know, increase your relics and such. Um, wait, uh, hold on, I'm looking at something. Uh, no, that's that's not what I was looking at. Anyway, um, actually, I haven't done the math on what I wanted to talk about. I was just saying. For me, Relic level 3 to 4 is kind of the sweet spot of where I want to go. I, I think that's where you have the best ROI uh, because Relic level 7 is the highest. They all increase basically like your stats increase the same amount by going to Relic level 1 as it does from going from Relic level 6 to 7. The only difference is going from Relic level 6 to 7 is frigging expensive as all hell. And so... So going from three to four, get it, just before you start using the blue stuff, I think that's where your best ROI is because you're getting pretty good drop rates on the stuff and it's pretty easy to get there. You're getting massive stat increases, but you're not at that point spending so much on those next relic levels. You know, there is a diminishing returns on all of that because, uh, you know, the bigger your base number is the more you add the less of a percentage of an increase that that is so those top tier relic levels aren't quite as important i know people get really antsy about saying oh relic level seven well i i think once you get to relic i i would say four you're kind of at a spot where it's not that much different than relic level seven i mean there is definitely a difference but I, I think you're better off just kind of getting there and then taking the next character up to there rather than trying to go to relic level seven on certain characters. You know, I'd rather have, you know, you, you could basically get, you know, three or four characters to relic level three and four for one character going to relic level seven. And to me, that is just, it's a great investment. It also kind of depends on how many characters you do actually have at gear 13. Uh, that does factor if you only have a couple and you want to just keep going up, totally fine, get it. But um, make sure you are taking up a lot of those other characters uh, to those mid-level relic tiers. Get really good ROI on that. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm with uh, I'm with you there. The four is about where I think that I'm going to stop on most characters and then just keep working on each of them to get them there. Mostly because... The pieces needed to get to four, like you said, are – I have the pieces for that. And then once you start moving past that, you have to get the the worst – drop, not the worst, but the lower drop rate signal data, yes. plus you use bigger – like literally the one where everyone says to use Mark III holo projectors on my main account, never have holo projectors. I would have to buy them each time to make that happen. 
or farm them, which, you know, isn't that bad either. But it just feels like, and then when you get to the next one, you still need more of those hollow projectors. And then on the next, the seventh one, you need more hollow projectors. So for me, it's going to just be a lot easier to get things to four and stick there and see where things land for me having more of a team at four than one at seven and then, you know, nothing past that. It it just seems to me to be the better investment of gear and time to get a whole team to four than worry about the seven right now. So I'm with you. Cool. All right. Uh, We pulled how many people have gear 13 characters. Like how many do you have? Uh, 42% of people were four to seven, uh, two to three was nine and a half percent. There was only three people said they didn't have any gear 13 characters and only four that said they had one. Um, personally I have 12, so I am with that 28% that's in that eight to 14 range. Uh, 25 plus there are four people that did this poll. This was 74 responses. All right, so I fall into the biggest chunk, the 41.9, because I have five Gear 13s. Who are they uh, again? Malik, Grievous, Wampa, Fives, and Echo. Okay, good choices. Um, but on my alt, I fall into that zero category. But only because of my alt is behind where my main is, where both in Legendaries and... Like, I got Malik the second time around on my alt, so I've been gearing Malik and not worrying about gear 13 for the last three weeks because how many Kyrotechs does that freaking guy need? I don't know, but I'm not buying them. So, yeah, Malik sucked on that account. Before him, I was gearing Padme, who also needed Kyrotech. So that account has no gear 13s. But, yeah, I I can see... The four to seven, because that is exactly where I stand. I I can see that definitely being the biggest one. So, um, yep. Uh, the highest relic level, there's actually 31% of people that have all the way up to relic level seven, which I found interesting. Um, anything else there you want to discuss? That was really the only thing I found interesting. I'm curious how many of those 31% is just one relic seven or more than one? Yeah. Because I'm willing to bet, like me, I have a Relic 7, you know, but the rest are, the high, next highest is Malik with a 3, Wampa with 2, Echo, and then Fives with 2. So, yeah. I mean, I have a Relic 7, but I'm not shooting for 7. I just felt as though Grievous would get a lot more out of the 7 than a lot of others, at least damage-wise. Um, as far as how much better and how much more fun do people think that relics have made the game it's kind of between four and five on average uh both of those answers those questions are separate which i'm sure you can see on the live stream um i don't think there's much more to talk about there uh as far as the login character poggle we asked what do people think that means and for the most part 47 percent of people they think it's a call out to the battle of geonosis um, and that's pr- pretty much it. Most people don't think there's much else going on besides that. 
I mean, Lightside GOTB is on Geonosis, so might be a tip that October we might get the Lightside version. Yeah, I'd be. I surprised. mean, we know it's coming. Why would you be surprised? I just get the impression it's gonna be more like November, maybe one That's year like anniversary. Long friggin' time ago. We have so September's ending, which ends this quarter. It's not coming out this month. Um, I would assume it's got to be within. I'd say it's either November, like you think, or October. It's got to be. Because if it wasn't, I don't think they would have even announced it yet. Well, but they got to be close they, on it. They knew we knew. Come on. Well, yeah, but even still, you don't announce something and then make people wait five, six months because you know how a community gets when they don't get what they've been told they were going to get. That's true. They get antsy, but I don't know. We'll see. So, um, and then in, in a game like this where you tell someone about yeah. something and they spend all their time getting ready for it and it doesn't, ever, it doesn't come as quickly as they thought it would, they realize, oh, I missed out on this meta and gearing that meta because I was gearing this because you told us this was coming, but it wasn't. Took six months. You know, I just feel like it's going to be October, end of October, or to the end of November, like you said. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, the next question was who I should have take to gear thirteen because of losing to Tesh. Only five people selected Boba Fett, which is who I in fact do have to do. Uh, 17% said Wampa, 15% said Hermit Yoda, which Hermit Yoda, I'm pretty sure, is going to get an ability at some point, so he will get to gear 13 at some point. Um, and the other one was Clone Sergeant Phase 1. Boo! Anyway. Clone Sergeant Phase 1. Yikes. Yes. Of well, the above image characters. Okay, I'm not on the images. I gotta see from the questions what these images were and pick one for myself all right who who would you have picked all right so which ones could you have picked any of the ones without black on them i don't know i'm not looking at that part all right uh i'm gonna look at the names <gasps> barris boba fett c-3po Clone Sergeant, Emphis Nest, First Order Officer. You know, if I were to make you one off that list, it would definitely have been Wampa. Wow. Color me surprised. You know, it's funny. As I put out a challenge to our Discord, and I they, well, the, it wasn't really a challenge. People challenged me, and then I retorted. They're like, Goodnight Punk needs to have the first Relic 7 gam guard and to which my reply was if yes. you guys could pull if you guys pulled off pulled together and bought me a vault i would i would make <laughs> that vault into gam guard relic seven nice. but that's about the only way i would do it is if if i All had right. to because of because people put their money into making me do it okay but i'm not doing i'm not using my own resources at this moment all right with everything going on to get gam guard though so if you are interested in seeing my gam guard yep. at relic seven that's the challenge to you but patreon.com slash shattered order yeah you're like this is for gam guard anyways i was funny though i 
Yeah. Gamguard. Still still listed in Discord as the Gamguard Protection King. I haven't checked in a while to see if I still am. I'm going to go swagagud.com real quick just to check. Probably get a pop-up ad and then Quoth can... Uh, cable. Um, yeah, Cable can taunt me this week. There it is. All right, top players. Gamguard protection. Still number one. LSO, good night, punk. By 2,000, sorry, 2,500 protection. Still the Gamguard protection king. Loving it. Nice. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Dude, you ready to move on to, uh, sorry, Q&A? Yeah, let's do it, dude. Um, I, I don't know what to play for the Q&A. I don't really... Ah, here we go. Hey, Plays boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. <laughs> oh, the tips are coming in. Uh, so we had two call-in questions. Um, Wink. Wink, can you do me a favor and close the call on Discord? Close the call on Discord? Yeah, so don't have your your screen captured popping up all over our questions. Oh, crap. Um, I guess. I will have to bring it back up for one of the questions. All right, you just tell me when you're going to do it, and then we'll be good. All right, there we go. All, all right. right. QA we is... Somewhere. We, will, we have two audio questions. We will start with those. Here is numero uno. Howdy, gents. It's Drew Nuts from the Tashi, Tashi Station Nerf Herders. My question is, do you guys think that CG is getting super lazy, or do you think they're just spending a lot of resources in dealing with the cheating ep- epidemic? Uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Bye. Can you play it one more time? I've missed the first part. Howdy, gents. It's Drew Nuts from the Tashi, Tashi Station Nerf Herders. My question is, do you guys think that CG is getting super lazy, or do you think they're just spending a lot of resources in dealing with the cheating ep- epidemic? Uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Bye. I kind of think they just have a lot going on, and I think they're probably understaffed. I This is what I want it to be. I want it to be a new producer and them... The plans that they had under Carrie being not completely thrown out, per se, but the plan changing in a way that they've had to take a little extra time to work things out to get under this new producer's uh, vision for the game. And hopefully it's a vision that is better for the game that we all like and we can get behind much more so than the things from the past year with, you know, old Republic and all that other stuff. Hopefully this guy's got an idea of what's going to happen that they're implementing and having to change a few things and miss or, you know, redirect. And it's taking a little more time than they had thought it might. And maybe that's the reason. And I got to hope that that's the reason because everything I've read about the new producer I like. Seems like he plays the game. He knows the meta. He knows the cheese teams. He knows 
at least at the point where they did the interview with him, he knew a lot of that stuff. And that tells me a lot about him as a, a fan of the game as just a player standpoint. And then just knowing what's going on in the game. So hopefully that's the case. I don't think the cheater thing is that big of a thing going on for them. I think that they are working on that, but I don't think it's taking up all their resources. I think that more of it's more, working on the stuff that's next that we don't know about that's taking their time. Well, uh, not, not to mention, they just spent a lot of time doing relics. Um, I mean, so they balanced everybody with the gear 13 and then they just started stacking on base stats with relics. Not to mention, they're talking about new abilities. Is that going to be every character? How much testing is that? Uh, how do you make sure that that doesn't become OP because of some new ability that makes... You know, some sort of infinite loop or some... That just seems like a lot of testing in addition to they're adding a light side to Geo Territory Battle. I feel like there's a lot going on. We're not really seeing it at the moment. Uh, But, I mean, there's 180-something characters in this game or something. There's a lot of characters in this game. And you're talking about all these stat reworks. And it seems like they are trying to move more towards PvP, perhaps. And... Uh, so I kind of think that's probably just an insane dump of resources. Um, but I kind of agree with what you said as well. Um, you know, hopefully this is a more content based direction that they will be going with the new live producer. Hopefully that's the case, but we will find out. All right, let's move on to Tesh's question. Hey guys, this is Tesh. I have a question about Shock T, and I feel awkward saying your version of her name out loud. So I'm just going to say Shock T. <laughs> what do you? Wait, how do you stand about gearing her up or not right now? Like if somebody had her at gear seven, gear eight, with everybody expecting a new meta, would you gear her up or would you just hold out? We don't know what happened to Grandmaster Yoda's lead. And I think a lot of us want to avoid that. Thanks, guys. Love the show, especially the trivia. Wow, Tesh loves the trivia. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm in a holding pattern on Shock T. I'm not. I mean, I'm not putting a Zane on her. I'm not. I'm not even putting Kairos on her yet. I'm holding because one, I don't need her. I'm not that crazy about clones anyway. But his point about the Grandmaster Yoda lead, I totally agree. I. I think there's a better lead coming, and I think that's the sucker play is to go ahead and invest in that. The unique's, I think, a little bit different. If you want to invest in her, I think the unique's the way to go. But as for now, I would not recommend anyone investing too deep into Shakti. Farming, yes, because there is a good chance that she'll be needed. Um, at, you know, as all the rumors that we've seen this week that are obviously true and confirmed, obviously, um, she will certainly be needed for something. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, she may or may not. And you want to be within striking distance, so hold your resources. But I would not be going too crazy heavy on her at the moment. Yeah, and like I said, when we talked about light side territory battle preparations, I, I still don't think she's a named character for that. So another reason why I wouldn't put that much into her right now anyway. Um. Now, once I get her to seven stars, I might make a different story. Just it. Once I get her to seven stars, and we know what's not is or isn't coming, we'll make it my choice on that much easier. Yeah. Cool. Um, 
All right, on to written questions. Uh, but real quick, there was a written question at the end of the poll. Somebody said, I'm about to unlock Watt. What what should I do with him? Um, and you and I could literally unlock Watt at the moment. We got 32 shards, and we only needed 16, so we have plenty. Well, why don't you do that? I've got to go do something real quick. So I'll put your gameplay on the screen. All right, give and me you can one do that. second. Uh, talk about it. So why don't you do the unlock and talk about what your plans are with him as you unlock him, and then uh, we'll go from there. All right, you should have my screen share now. Got it. All right. It is. Perfect. So Watt Tambor. Uh, I am literally unlocking him on the stream right now. 100 credits to activate and... Boom! There we go. I have a Watt Tambor. Very exciting stuff. All right. So, um, Watt Tambor. Man, I'll be honest. I do not know what to do with this guy. Uh, his abilities are definitely interesting and different. And let's go ahead and just kind of go. Well. I'll just start upgrading him. I feel like I'm pretty safe going up a few gear levels. Um, good grief. He's going to suck up all my hollows at gear level 5. Holy hell. Well, that's disappointing. Let's see if I can find another hollow. Probably not. It's... No. Hell, I... I think I'd buy one for crystals if I had, if it was in the shop, but it's not. So, all right. So gear level six, as far as mine is going at the moment. And, you know, he has some pretty cool abilities. He, he's a good character. I have fought him in arena and for a Padme team, he can be very frustrating whenever he puts the, uh, the tech on Malak where he dispels all buffs or not buffs, debuffs. It is. It can be unbelievably annoying, and so I think he's just kind of a mix and match character. To be perfectly honest, I, I don't really know how to use him. Um, may, maybe after now that I kind of have my hands on him, I can play with him a little bit more, get a better idea of what he does well, and kind of go from there. Um, I am definitely not going to max him out, but uh, no, I, I do think he's actually a really good character, and that is one thing that I do like, unlike like Rolo, who was kind of terrible. Uh, I think that Watt is actually quite good. Um, here, hell, I'll just take him to 85, no reason not to. Um, all right. I'm deaf. Ooh, bonus turn instead of what? Uh, all right. So the uh, was it mass manufacturer? That is his unique ability at the start of battle. Watt gains thirty percent turn meter and access following tech in the form of abilities. 
When Mott uses a piece of tech, target ally gains its effects until defeated or the end of battle. <sighs> I'll be honest. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with this guy. Because he fits in so many different places. Um... God, I don't know. What do you think, GMP? Any ideas? About the only thing I know for sure is that I have all my Separatists at gear 12, and I'm going to be annoyed with him not being gear 12 and probably gear him to the point where he's sitting ready to be gear 12 just to fix my annoyance with uh, him not being at gear 12. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't... I've seen some teams with him in it, but none of them that seem to have any staying power. They're more, a lot of them have been pretty niche, but I really think that he'll end up being a character that in some of these separatist teams in, at least in dark side GOTB will push them over the edge. Cause I really think that we've noticed with the introduction, introduction of relics that dark side GOTB was built with relics in mind. Yes. And now that we've got them, you can see how much easier it makes the Dark Side GOTB. And I'm willing to bet that this character as well, through the unlock, the way he's unlocked, is another one that makes it easier. So I'd like to have him geared up and ready to go when he's at least, you know, six star to go through those first two phases and then be ready for those other two phases. So at the very least, I'm going to gear him up to have him for GOTB. But. I just as far thought as I'm aware, he's good for a lot of things. And then his kit is so, somewhat interchangeable in a lot of teams, not just separatists. So he's probably going to be a good one just to have geared overall. All right. Here's the deal. Um, his Blast Tech weapon mod, which is one of his special abilities that he, you know, one of the buffs he gives out. Gain 15% turn meter at the start of each enemy's turn. Attacks ignore defense, and enemies defeated by this character can't be revived. Sounds pretty good to me. Uh, that will be awesome in Grand Arena. So that is kind of my first thought with Watt, is maybe be using him to maybe take out some Night Sisters or something. I mean, if you could put it on... You know, like Emperor Palpatine or something, and you know, somebody that does an AoE, and you can take out multiple characters to where they can't be revived. You gain a lot of turn meter, you go often. Hell, that might be good on Lando. I I mean, I think I think that's probably how I'm gonna use him is kind of a flex character in Grand Arena. Probably use that ability that I just mentioned to help take out some some incredibly irritating character. Um, so Newt Gunray revives automatically. And so it could be interesting to put that ability on whatever team it is you take out Grievous with. Say if you use Jedi Knight Revan or whatever, put it on Grandmaster Yoda whenever. Use one of his AoEs to kill uh, kill Newt, but he doesn't come back or something like that. Um but I think Night Sister is probably the route I'll go. Uh, like I say, Norton defense I think will be pretty big. And uh, yeah, sounds fun. Uh, we should, uh, well, 
I'm not going to say that because odds are I'm not going to gear him this week. I was going to say we should talk about what we've tried with him next week, but odds are I won't have him geared to a place where I play with him this week. So I probably once we're both either. in a place where we have him geared a little bit more and play with him, we can go revisit what we're doing with him. Agreed. I like it. Sounds good. All right, uh, let's head back to uh, Discord Town, and we will um, get back to the written-in questions there. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right, what is that first question? First question from Big Black D with the dinosaur uh, avatar just saying. Uh, Relic's question, is it better to level a select few tunes as high as possible Three tunes at Relic 7 or level as many tunes to low level, like 30 tunes at Relic 2. And I think we answered that question when we were talking about Relics, that as far as price goes and stretching out your ROI, uh, getting people a Relic 4 and then getting more to Relic 4 than at Relic 7 and then choosing your Relic 7s a little more wisely is probably the best way to go than shooting for relic seven on every one you're working on until you get there, not working on another one. I'd say, uh, pick and choose your relic sevens and having more working towards relic four is probably the best way to go. Yep. I agree. Uh, all right. Uh, Albert EJE 66 asks progression question. What do you think newcomers to the game should go after first? And traditionally, Phoenix is a good route to go. However, at the moment, I'm going to suggest that people go after First Order and Resistance. The reason being, obviously, Episode 9 coming up, there's going, there might be some reworks. There will definitely be new characters, new synergy, all that sort of stuff. I think that that is a fabulous way to go. Sometime within this last year, and there's not a lot of episodes, you know, we're not, we haven't been around long, so it shouldn't be hard to find, (laughs) but I talked about, we had a new player segment where I talked about the pros and cons of going after first order first, as opposed to Phoenix and focusing on JTR and uh, getting her as quick as possible. Uh, I still think that is a valid uh, way to go. I know that there's people in our uh, uh, alliance that have done it and liked it. Um, So I think that, like you said, with the new movie coming out, possibly new characters, uh, it might still be, that might still be the way that I say to go. Now, Phoenix is a sure shot for sure. uh, But if you want to do something different than everyone else and something that still can still be viable, and you don't want to fight mirror matches for the first 50 levels of the game, uh, you know, first order is still a decent way to go. Nice. Um, all right, next question. Obibutu asked, if you could choose, and you can, one on meta tune to grind and gear for fun, who would it be? Now, is this question saying who I haven't already? Or, you know... Someone G- new. Okay. Or the one I G- have. Give us one more obscure than one you've already done. Your answer is going to be Wampa, we know. But give us Wampa no, and no, no. another See, one. I don't think Wampa is a weird one to say to gear because a lot of people do gear him That's because he's fair. got a lot of utility. My character I have geared that most people don't is obviously Gamguard. So 
if the question was talking about characters that I've already done, it would be Gamguard for sure. Because I have, you know, my Gear 12 Gamguard. But if I were to pick one other one, let me just kind of scroll through here. Because I know that there are some that I look at every now and again. You know who it would be, actually? It would be Captain Han Solo. Okay. Uh, He has a great kit, and he doesn't get used a lot, and a lot of people don't have him geared up that high, but days on basic, revive, heal. He's got a really, really good kit, and if I had him uh high up gear i would be happy with that choice um i am going to go with boba fett because i've obviously been a huge boba fett fan and i might as well say him because i'm doing him because you're doing it too um but yeah i think he's a great one he gets some pretty fat damage increases so i'm excited about that but i will go another one uh a couple that I've seriously considered, Scarf Rebel Pathfinder, First Order Executioner, uh, Darth Sidious, I think, would be very interesting also. However, the ultimate... We, do we count? Do okay, I, I want to hear the ultimate. Sorry, go ahead. The ultimate answer to this question for me is another longtime favorite. The Death Trooper. Um He's, I mean, he's Empire, he fits in Troopers, he fits with Palpatine, he fits everywhere, he has days on basic, he increases cooldowns, he has death mark, he can kill people to where they can't be revived, he is, I mean, his kit is just absolutely badass, I I love Death Trooper, and he gains, you know, he gets some good, uh, good damage increases, um, he gets some defense penetration. He becomes even more dangerous at Gear 13 and Relict. So he is one that I would like to do eventually. And what's funny is while you're talking about him, I was actually looking at Range Trooper as one. That's another good one. That would definitely be interesting. Um, I went far off the path of like, hey, if we looked at the list of Gear 13 characters, this one might have less than 10 Uh Unless you count the whales, they might have uh, Fair. Ro- They might have Hot Han up there, but you know, I'm, I'm scrolling through this list of other characters. It's hard to say. Oh, so that's what it was. I was going to ask you if it really counted or not. The one I mentioned earlier, Darth, uh, Darth Count Dooku. Would you count that? could count that because that's another one i think yeah, about a lot that one. i like it all right what do we got next uh big deal ask how do you guys feel about the rumors going around for the next metatune and their requirements okay i want to mention i if you've seen the i think there's two or three of them out there first off i want to say the one about episode nine Completely and utterly untrue. Obviously. There is no factual anything in that post. And if anyone believes that, I feel bad that you're falling for it. Because any type of spoiler presented as truth for Episode 9 that you would get right now in no. in the 
what is it? September is would be a huge deal, not only for this game, but for the movie. Because if 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 it were true that I'm not even gonna mention the spoilers, but if the spoilers in that post talking about what's coming in this game were true, it would completely spoil the movie, which no one out there has any of those spoilers yet. Yep. And if that stuff and that was true and that was leaked from CG, they would lose their Star Wars license. Like completely. So don't put any faith in that first order and resistance rumor mill yeah, post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's... that is not happening. It is not true. And it is completely ridiculous that anyone would yes. I'm sorry if you're listening to this and believed it not happening that stuff would never ever be leaked and if it did it would be the that type of lawsuit would end up on the news like for months because that person that leaked it would be being sued until they lived on the street and like, I and think we've already sad, spent but that's the way it is way more time on that than it earned yeah, but I'm just saying. I agree. Yeah, it's just saying. Yeah. The, um, as for the other ones, there's anything being higher plausible. requirements than Malik. I think if they're going to do it, it's going to have the same requirements as Malik. Because yep. if you get to Gear Twelve, even some characters without Zetas at Gear Twelve cannot meet nineteen five. So to say that it's going to be twenty point five for these characters, you're now you're saying they're upping it to they have to be gear thirteen, and I do not see that happening. Now I, I still see gear thir- gear twelve being that entry point. I don't think they're going to change the event, that type of event already after one iteration. Agreed. So if that type of event does come back, I would expect it to be nineteen point five, not up to twenty point five. That's that. Um, now, I don't know. I, I don't think that, um, I, I don't think I remember my thought that that's what <laughs> I don't think. Um, the hell were we talking about? Good Lord. Uh, rumors. Oh, I, I don't think this will actually happen, but it's at least plausible uh, and it was Jedi, what that requires Jedi Council characters to get Jedi Knight Anakin or, or General Anakin or whatever. I could see that because the other Jedi that we have in the game was, in fact, Grandmaster Yoda, the other legendary, and it required Jedi to get him as well. I, I could kind of see that. Like, that's at least somewhat logical. I don't think that's what it's going to be. Um, I, I don't think any of these are actually correct. I think they're all... Just speculation. Um, and here's another thing about the council thing. Council thing. Look at the characters they have in the game and how many of them are actually on the council. Not just the fact that they were Clone Wars era Jedi, but how many were actually on the council. And you're running low on characters. So, but you're not going to have Anakin. Low? What's that? How low are you running? Okay, let me bring it up. Because let me look at the characters. Because if you have, I don't. If you don't have five, there's... you're good. So you need. Why would they build a? Uh, they'd have to introduce reworks with that. Why would they? Unless they did it literally for this event. Why would they add a council tag? With then and then add a bunch of characters that have no synergy with each other. 
You know what I mean? Well, because most of the Jedi leads are fairly universal. Yeah, but how many like... of them are council? <laughs> Qui-Gon? Let me see. Qui-Gon wasn't on the council. That's what I'm saying. Some of these characters that people think were on the council weren't yeah. on the council. Okay, yeah. So, like, you got Yoda, you got Mace, Shakti, Mace. Shakti was? Yeah, Plo Koon, maybe? I don't remember if he was actually on the council or just a Jedi. Like, I don't think there's enough Jedi council jedi for that to actually be a thing yeah no i i chicken I bottom I fantasy counts eight i count eight that were clone wars jedi i don't count eight that were actually council members yeah so yeah i agree i i, I don't think that'll be it i think uh i think it'll i think whatever's coming will be 501st slash clone related and uh i think that'll that that's what you want to start getting ready. Um, okay, moving on to Star Dog eighty nine. Do you think CG devs get an employee discount on crystals? I don't. Wait, do you think CG devs get an? We know. Hmm, yeah, I don't. I'm gonna say I don't think they do. Yeah. Oh. I also don't think they get free crystals for being CG devs. I, I, just, I think they play the game like we play the game. And if they do get free stuff, they probably get it on a beta build or that kind of thing. Yeah, if they, I, I, they play this stuff. I don't think they care about that. Um, Darhai asks, if you could have two seldom used characters instantly gear 13 R7, just see how bad slash good they are maxed out. Who would you be interested in testing and why? I would love to test Kanan and Savage. Dooku. Give me that gear, Relic 7 Dooku, please. Uh, Darth Sidious is one of mine. I think I think he could be very interesting and actually quite good at gear 13. I'll take my Relic 7 Wicket. Thank you. You bastard, you beat mine because uh, <laughs> I, I do. I love Wicket. He's, I, I've considered taking him to Gear 13 anyway just because, I mean, obviously that is a defensive team for me and it makes him that much more nasty and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah. Imagine the extra speed, you know, the extra yep, damage. Yep. The crit chance. Yep. Crit chance all for of that it. heal. Yep. Just, it would just make oh. the Ewoks even better and I, I like i kind of want to not right <laughs> i i really do it's i have to restrain myself um yeah i i think i think those are the ones for me no doubt thanks for the question Durhai. swu efril stern of Dathomir says, have you encountered Darth Revan squads with GBA and Watt Tambor in arena? Any counter suggestions? This is the team I was thinking of when I was saying that there were some out there with Watt Tambor that weren't very prevalent, but they do exist. This is one I knew existed, but I've never fought against it. So giving you counter examples 
would be hard. Uh, we do have someone in chat that might be able to answer that question. So if our friend T Money has an answer for that question, we'd be happy to tell people for her. But that is a rough one. Or if anyone else in the chat, let me not discount everyone else in the chat. If you've seen this team and you have a counter to it, let us know. We'd love to tell people um, because that does not sound fun. So there you go. Um, there, there was one in my arena that was unbelievably frustrating. Uh, not because of Joe Brood Alpha, but because of the combination of Watt with Malik. Very frustrating for a Padme team specifically. Doesn't do well against other Darth Revan teams. Seems to drop like a rock. Um, but yeah, Joe Brood Alpha I don't particularly have an issue with. So I think it would just kind of depend. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh T-Money says CLS counters everything, so there's that. Yeah, kind of hard to disagree there. That's pretty much does. CLS, Han, and Chewie, I always keep them for offense. They are the best cleanup crew on the planet. Send in Han and Chewie. They will finish somebody off, and they will finish full banners. It's fabulous. <laughs> for sure. Uh... Yeah, as far as actual counter suggestions, I, I would say throw Han on your team so you can kill Watt before he does anything, uh, before he puts out his tech, because the tech is the serious problem. Uh, but I, I think he's the he's the dude we talked about. That's kind of the opposite of Hoda, and he puts out dots on his basic, right? Yes, he does. Okay, that's that's the dude. Gotcha. I can't wait to use him with Wampa. Now I know what I'm going to do when I gear him. <laughs> yep. Nice. Um, next question is from Joker41 in AM. What are your go-to teams for fighting Scion and Treya in STR Phase 4? Uh, if it's not grayed out on my roster, it goes against them. That's pretty much the way it goes for me. If uh, I'm there. Yeah. Uh, I usually use my uh, Sith Empire team uh, because they do pretty well. But I also like using my Rebels. Um, Rebels are super fun. Uh, with Stormtrooper Han, specifically because uh, you can get these weird turn meter loops going with Stormtrooper Han because the way... Uh, you know, Treya attacks like you can get some pretty serious turn meter. First order also really fun. Crew he does some pretty nasty damage, or sorry, not crew. Kylo Ren he does some pretty nasty damage. Crew very difficult to kill. Uh, that's most of the teams I use. Though. That's pretty much it. Gotcha. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, it's. It's been hard for me to get into the Sith raid. And let me, let's talk about the Sith raid for a second. And something that I feel is a very important thing that we need to talk about now that relics are out. Please, for the love of God. Oh, this should be good. Add the option of full 
pieces to the entire Sith raid now that Gilbertine's out. It is so stupid. God, it it annoys the shit out of me that you have to be in the top ten of the Sith raid to get a possibility, not even a guaranteed, a possibility of a full piece. Especially when Gear 13 is out and they're saying, we're going to make it easier for you to get to Gear 13 so you can start getting into relics. If you want to do that, open up the Sith raid a little more for everyone that's getting in there. And like you can literally go in there and fight your butt off and still not get top 10. And it feels worthless. Like I'd rather them. Please stop doing that. I'd rather them increase the salvage rather than give full pieces though. Just because there's so much salvage that you now need for finishers also. It would be a little bit more versatile on how you could do it. But yeah, I I think they need to redo the Sith Raid rewards. Where's the meme? Why not both? All I'm saying, you know, it's fair right now. I, I look honestly, I look more forward to the Rancor raid half the time than any of the other raid rewards, because I know in the Sith raid, if I don't get top 10, I don't have a chance at those full pieces. I'm going to get very little salvage for it. it it's it's pointless that, that that raid needs to be updated now that Gear 13 is out. I don't know. And I'm just maybe it's me, but it's super annoying. And I've mentioned it before, but that needs to be opened up now that Gear 13 is here. Yeah. Understandable. All right. Tirade over. Cool. Um, <laughs> love a good GMP rant. They're the best. Um, all right. How many people in your guild beat the P1 special mission? Any strat slash mowing strategies to consistently beat it? Do you always use arena mods? I don't remod. Um, I did beat that for the first time this time. Do the suggestion of trying Geobrood Alpha in that team because it requires you to use Newt B1, B2, and Droideka. Uh, Geobrood Alpha. Everyone's gearing him. Everyone's got him ready. Throw him in there, and it makes it pretty damn easy. Try to make sure that Newt is the one that actually kills the characters so that you get the buffs, and you'll be pretty good. That's that's basically my entire modding strategy. As far as actual modding specifically those characters, I don't think you really need to change them that much. Make B1 pretty fast. Make B2 fairly tanky with tenacity and potency. Make Droideka. Don't I, I don't think it really matters what you do with him. Just damage probably. Um, and Newt, make him fast. Jupiter Alpha, you mod him however you mod him and go with it. As per usual, I'm the example of what not to do. If you go check out our Twitter, I posted a video that was only 50 seconds, but the video I actually took was about two and a half minutes. But it's literally. I used GG Relic 7 instead of GBA because I got that pertinent piece of information a little late. And if you watch the video on our Twitter account, uh, Shakti and Clone Trooper, I think. Shakti and Clone Trooper were the only two left. And General Grievous was the only one I had left. And it was literally, the original video is about a two and a half minute video loop of them, th- those three just going back and forth and back and forth, back and forth, nothing happening before I just forfeited the special mission because 
If you don't get past those two, having General Grievous as that fifth one, yeah. not going to happen. I think we had 20-something people beat it this time. Yep. And they probably all got the information that I didn't. Probably. Sad Joe Brood Alpha made it pretty easy. So. <coughs> well, I have him. So maybe I'll use him next time. I like it. All right. So Drayton asks, for the GLI side territory battle, who is your guess to be? For one, the Brood Alpha equivalent that we need to complete certain missions. What's yours? The Brood Alpha equivalent that we need to complete certain missions. I think we've been over this, and let me see if I can find the notes on this. Because I'm not it's escaping the top of my head, but if I look at it, I'll remember what I said. Uh, Well, that ain't it. Let me tell us what yours is, and then I'll tell you what mine is. I think it is going to be somebody like Plo Koon or Kit Fisto. I think it's going to be one of those type of characters. I think it's going to be somebody that nobody has geared that's probably already in the game. And that's who it'll be. Already in the game. So you don't think that they're going to bring in new characters? I think they will bring in new characters. Uh, I definitely think they do. And I think that some of these new characters might be required. But I think that Brood Alpha equivalent might already be in the game. All right. Well, here's an option. I don't. I, I'm I'm throwing it out there, not saying that it is my pick and this is my for sure shot here. But here's an option. Mace. Yeah. Because Mace played a very big part in that GOTB. He's a, he's obviously the one that killed Django. Yep. Uh, spoil, spoilers. Sorry, spoilers. Django was killed by Mace in the arena. Um, so I think Django is going to be a he, hero of the Geonosis TB. And so he might be one, but we also might get a new character in that spot. But Mace would make sense to me only because it's not a legendary character, because you could say something like Padme or general Anakin, not general Anakin, but uh Jedi Knight Anakin. Um, Too if many we get people a general... have him geared at this point. Yeah, true. That's yeah, true. Maybe Mace. for maybe for like one of the early special missions where it's like Padme Anakin, and Ahsoka, something like that. I could totally see that. But um, all right, so uh, special mission character reward, aka the what equivalent. Um, ooh. Okay, so if you haven't seen, there's been a there was a data mine and there is a relic listed in the game files for Kaya Ademundi. Yes. So that is an option. Okay. Um I almost feel as though Kaya Ademundi would be the <clears throat> the one you get for the special mission character reward. I feel as though at this point the GG's capital ship 
will be put into the token store. And so between the two geo between the two GOTBs, we'll have the negotiator and the malevolence as the slots. And that would thematic not thematically, but the basically sticking with the theme of what they've done in the past where you had Hermit Yoda and Wampa, two characters were dropped for the other two uh, TBs. Putting Negotiator and Malevolence as the viable parts for between the two TBs makes the most sense to me. Uh, so Kai Adamundi as the special character and Malevolence as the viable character would make the most sense to me. What if the Malevolence was the reward? It'd be confusing. I don't. I just. It just would be confusing to like change it up between two of the same area place to have not a character shard as the reward, but a ship and then a character bought out of the store and not a ship. You know what I mean? Well, they don't have to put a character in the store. They could have a character too. But what if? There's no doubt. What if there was? Hold on. What if there was a special ship mission? That was very difficult where you get malevolent shards, but it's difficult enough that it basically requires the negotiator. Would that really surprise you? Would it surprise me? It wouldn't surprise me, but also who wants engaging ship content with what we have in the game? Well, they're talking Anybody? about vehicles, so obviously everybody. They, these Dude, spinoffs okay. have been a huge so, hit. We didn't talk about that in the QA when it got brought up. I don't think we ever covered the second half of the QA, and they talked about vehicles. I think if they put vehicles in this game, it would be huge, massive, ultimately atomic mistake. Please, please, please don't put ships or vehicles in this game. You couldn't get ships right Please don't put ships or vehicles in this game. I, I I do not do not want to see vehicles in this game. There's not enough of them. There's not enough engaging anything with them. Please don't put vehicles in this game. The only way I'd want to see vehicles is if they tied in with regular 5v5 characters where it was like something else that came in or something like that. That's what we thought ships might be originally. Yes, I would much exactly. prefer something like that where there's a separate game mode or something where it doesn't take over arena, but there is a separate game mode where you can use a vehicle with your characters or something like that. But I, I agree. If, I don't well, want an entire mode for vehicles. Please. No. TBs, you get those special buttons you can click on the for filling out platoons. If vehicles were somehow incorporated in a way that you put a vehicle into your team and you had special buttons there that the vehicle did things... That I would be okay with if they were incorporated into your character teams. But entire vehicle teams, entire vehicle mode, please, please, please no. <laughs> uh, Chicken Bosom kind of asked, basically wanting <laughs> clarification. So, for example, say you have your five characters and then you have a sixth character that's not a character. It's a ship or, sorry, a vehicle. So maybe you have an AT-AT and its speed is 50 or some crap. And so it eventually gets to go and do something. It has an AOE ability or whatever. Um, some, something along those lines is kind of what I think. But 
so if you were to go and look at if you were to go and look up when ships were coming out and then you were to look at when our episodes came out and like the when ships were announced and the episode right after that you would find what we talked about we thought ships would be and the biggest thing and i ris- really wish at this point that this is what it had become but it became its own thing and it is what it is now but the idea was to have an ability where your ship was its own character it was in the sixth slot and you chose it to do an orbital bombardment or whatever the ship's abilities were, and it was a part of the character fights, not its own ship fights thing. And that would have made that would have been better to me than what it is now. But that is not what it became. If vehicles become that, I'd be okay with that as well. Vehicles becoming their own thing. Not okay with that, but uh, yeah, basically our idea was a ship was hovering up above your team or doing flybys, and it was ready to attack when they called them in. Kind of like if you're in the army and you call in an orbital bombardment on the spot. So that that was the basic idea we had back then. All right. Uh, Why don't you tell us about Chewbacca? Becca's question because her questions are always spectacular. All right, so I was waiting to say this till we got here. We're running a little late, uh, but I'm going to answer this question and we'll cover the rest of the questions next week. But uh, Chewbacca, you had to know the answer to this question, so here it is: If you could rule the galaxy and make minion cockroach Geonosian babies with Karina the Great or Brood Alpha, who would be your lover partner? Inspired by GNP's weird love for Karina the other day. If you missed that, too bad for you. But, P.S., their strengths and weaknesses in the Force would become yours. So, just saying, GNP, uh, Brood Alpha's a little stronger. A, didn't know Brood Alpha was a female. So, instant turnoff. Karina knew it was a girl. Sticking with Karina. So, there you go. Karina is, what does she call it? My lover partner? Karina the Great. You and your weird, ginormous body and huge ability to make babies. Uh, me and my triplets and my ability to make babies. I think we'd, we'd fit in. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Um, I don't really know where to go with this question, so... Since it was well, inspired you gotta by, it. it's not it's not addressed to just me. It's inspired by me, but not okay. to just All me. Right. I guess I'll go with the cockroach. I don't, I don't know. It's confusing. Do you want Karina the Great or Brood Alpha? Make your decision. Well, I feel like I w- I want to be the alpha in the relationship, so I'll go with Karina because oh, she's just, double Karina. I All guess. right. Like, how many of these have I drank? Th- this is uncomfortable. You know what? I say we go to trivia. You know what? I say that's pro- probably a smart idea.
It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the force be with you. There's a beagle on my screen. There's a beagle on your screen. Yeah. Everyone else can see me hovering it over. Oh, that's a little loud. All right, there we go. Why is there a it's beagle? A, it's that meme of the beagle with his paw pointing and his his he's winking. You ever seen that? I don't think I have. No, it's pretty cool. It's cute. All right. We got some trivia this week. Uh, let me switch over here and uh, get the code. Do you want me to screen share again? Could, could you put both of our games side by side so people can see who we pick and such? I think so. Okay. Share screen and I'll, I'll try to make it happen. Okay. All right. I'll try not to cheat, to be honest. That's that's my biggest problem. All right. Well, let me get Wink's stuff on the screen. We're going to make this work. You're going to be able to see live what me and Wink are doing here. Very exciting. I like it. Um, as for the, uh, the code... The code is 342483. 342483. That is your game code. So uh, punch that in quizzes, quizzes.com, Q U I Z I Z Z. And uh, yeah, you can, you can join, join the trivia. Got this going yet, senor? Let me get this code punched in, and I got us both on the screen now, so we should be good. Frank's cool. stuff is hovering over his head. Mine Ooh. is up above my head on the screen. Very so. exciting. All right. There you go. All right, you ready to hit start? I have weird pop-ups okay i'm ready to start are you ready sir yes all right let's do it all right three two one this is about relics and here we go relics have come i am yet left behind to no one's surprise on swagaga you'll find not a single soul relict me not even one person though in the first battle i was a slight diversion I have two answers I want to click. I do too. Um, I have my answer, I think. Uh, really? Dude, both of these look like no. Yes. Got it. Okay. There's three of here that I can see absolutely no one relicking. Agreed. Magma Trooper I can see because he has... So, uh, somehow Jerry has value over the other two here. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with... Damn it! I picked I'm a gun D. 
The answer was Hoth Rebel Soldier. That is the ones correct. you could pick were Jerry, uh, Hoth Rebel Soldier, I'm a Gun D, and Bodie Rook. Yes. See, All but right. I thought maybe someone had done Hoth Rebel Soldier for the Hoth Territory Battle because there are people still doing that territory battle. Yeah, not Relic, no. I don't know, that, man. That would have been surprising. But <coughs> what is All question right. number two? Question number two. For Grievous, Revan, and Bastila 2, on all of us, one thing is presently true. This relic, this level of relic most popular is surprising indeed. Sims sent me into a tiz. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. This is tough. I am not oh man, I don't know. Um I think I know the answer. I think I do as well. Oh. Oof. Oh. Wow. Did you pick Relic 7? I did. As well did I incorrect. Interesting. I, it was actually Relic 2. For it those. was. I almost liked it Relic 4. I kind of thought it'd be higher because General Grievous, I feel like most people are pretty excited to get him up. But at the same time, those resources are pretty expensive. So Relic 2 does make a hell of a lot of sense. But I kind of figured that people would be going for... Well, I guess they don't get speed with the Relic, so... Speed is all that matters. I can't believe people even do Relic, so... Disgusting. <laughs> Well, to get to relics, you got to put speed on with those gear 12 plus. That's fair. How is your memory? Memory recalled you this bit. The two of us gained many points to be hit. In fact, it's the most when R7 you get. Ooh. Possible like I answers are Barris and Ewok Elder if he's a smart and old Daka. IG-100, L-337, or Tuscan Shaman, and General Grievous. I think I know the answer to this one. I'm down between two. Uh, I have my answer. Yes! You know what? You and me both got it. It was Barris and Ewok Elder, and... What, I got some weird redemption thing on my screen. Pick one of two questions you got wrong to reattempt. I'm going with question two. I got R2. Hey, I got it right. Free points. I don't know what the heck that was. Oh, I like the redemption deal. Oh, is that all of them? Yes, there were only three this week. Gotcha. Well... I got one. Technically, I got one out of three. Uh, I got two out of three. Did we mention the answer to that last question? The answer to that last question was Barris and Ewok Elder. And the only reason yes. I knew it is because we, when we were talking about, we were on that page for uh, Relics Rel yep. 7, Relic 7 on Swagga.gg last week. And I was talking about how 
Ewok Elder is usually the one I go to kill first so that he can't just revive everyone. Yep. And with at Relic 7, he would be that much harder to kill because of all the hit points. And so that is why I picked that answer. And it turned out to be true. Very nice. I like it. I like it. That was fun. Very nice. Me likey. Well, um, I think it's pretty much going to end the show. Do, uh, once the show's over, do you, do you want to live stream some modding and nonsense? Or do you want to call it a night? I'm down. I'm down to do some nonsense all right well uh shattered order or sorry youtube.com slash shattered order pod you'll be able to find uh this little modding mini stream that we're about to do uh you can find all of our other content there as well patreon.com slash shattered order if you want to support the show we would appreciate it um you know it just helps us improve the show and all that sort of stuff uh you know Get upgrades like lovely green screens that you can't see yeah. and things like that. It's it's great. Um, you know, I'm really having fun with the the, the dual green screens yes. and the different things we can do with those. The, rev- the reviews have been great. People do absolutely love it. So I'm really glad you guys like it. Uh, we'll start trying doing a little bit more live stream and stuff. Uh, you know, also now that we figured out a really good way to sh- share a screen, now that my internet isn't completely awful and all that sort of stuff, uh, it's it's great. So um, yeah, we'll we'll keep adding to the show, keep trying to make it better. Uh, of course, thank you guys all for listening, the support and everything, and. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. Uh, is our show regular time next week? Our schedule is about to get crazy. Did did you post the schedule in Discord? I have not posted the schedule. So for everyone listening, we have a schedule going through October for the podcast. And who? There's going to be a lot of vacations. There's going to be a lot, lot of weddings. There will be one wedding. One. <laughs> so and things will be happening during that. So uh, we have a schedule for what we're going to do through my vacation through Wink's wedding and his honeymoon and all that stuff yep. so uh, we're going to post that on the discord you'll see what's going on shouldn't be missing any time we will be missing a few co-hosts hosts, co-hosts host hosts I don't know <laughs> you'll be missing one or either of us on uh, certain episodes but you will know which ones they are because of the schedule yep. and we will have guest co-hosts on those days so it should Indeed. be a lot of fun to find out who they are we got some good ideas lined up and uh yes hopefully they all work out and it'll be a lot of fun so agreed for everyone out there listening we appreciate you for hanging out with the live stream and as well as listening to the podcast uh the audio podcast where it all started where the show began its humble beginnings where i said um a entirely too much on a podcast indeed but uh we've moved past that i still so. say indeed too much but that's okay <laughs> indeed is much better than um that's uh, fair someone, that's fair i have a manager at work that when she gets in front of the entire group says it every three words and i want to nice. bang my head against the wall until i pass out so i understand i understand how far we've come along so thank you for all for being on this long journey we've been on and for sticking with us and continuing to stick with us we love you guys guys and we will catch you next week for episode order 166 Ooh, execute episode 166 yes yes all right later guys later